Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pinoy Chaos. This is your host, Licorello. Today, or rather tonight, is Halloween. Uh, happy Halloween, everyone. Here, right, uh, currently here in the Philippines, it's uh, October 31, 2020. It's a, it's a scary... Uh, Scary time because you know it's Halloween, and it's even scarier because we're still living it, living in a in a in a in a terrible pandemic. Yeah, whoo, fun times, I know, right? Whew. interesting times. So uh, for tonight, I will I would like to you know uh, discuss uh, paranormal topics, you know, of the scarier time of the scarier kind, because you know, because Halloween. Yeah, this is kind of expected. Uh, I would like to discuss, uh, let's see, uh, two classic, uh, uh, two classic monsters uh, uh, popular in in pop culture and uh, and mythology, uh, particularly the vampire and the werewolf. Now let's discuss first the werewolf. All right. Now I got. I should have put bookmarks on this on this uh, on this book, uh, Almanac of the Uncanny. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, there is another uh, things. Another there are there's a a, uh, a thing, an actual thing, a big thing going on. Uh, it's another. It's it just started, but uh, but I am an I'm uh, I'm actively. Uh, uh, participating in it it's called uh, it's called operation of the opening and whoops I gotta turn off the, the alarm here we go anyway uh, it's called uh, the operation of the opening it's a series of magical workings for the purpose of of an summoning the power of gods and spirits to bring positive, uh, to bring in a huge positive, positive changes to our world. I mean, we totally need it right now. I mean, pandemic. Wow, COVID nineteen changed a lot of things, both good and bad, mostly bad. Hence, this, you know, this um, operation, this magical operation. Now, uh, in this op magical operation. Uh, there are six sigils involved, and uh, the, the, uh, the first sigil is uh, for for invoking or you know summoning or or inviting the uh, the higher forces to come to our world to work their miracles or whatever, yeah. And then the second sigil. Is for I think uh, for healing, another one for you know, for protection, another one for for gathering um, uh, information or and messages from you know, from from the higher forces. There's also one for uh, ab uh, for absorption, and then another one for. Uh, or uh, let's see. Well, I completely forgot that you you, you can just you know check out the website. Uh, go to go to the website uh, black 
Stag Alchemy. Yeah, just just Google it, or you could go to Facebook and look for the for the hashtag hashtag Operation of Opening. Uh, I know there's there's no space in between the words. All right. Yeah, and uh, if you're know if you're if you're a practicing magician, I I know. I uh, I invite you, you know, to participate in this uh, in this profound operation. It's a global thing. Uh, every um, ideally, mages around the world uh, should participate in this in this operation to bring uh, positive changes you know, to to our world. Now, okay, now. Let's see, uh, werewolves, werewolves. Uh, okay. Here we go. As usual, I'm using the book Almanac of the Uncanny. It's uh, one of my favorite books. Although I would like, although I'm open to, uh, you know, to purchasing new books on the paranormal. Ah, uh, here we go. So, uh, on the topic of werewolves, there's this, there's this, uh, the most well-known real-life werewolf is, was, uh, Peter Stubbs. Uh, Peter Stubb was, uh, no, was a very, uh, notor notorious figure from, hold on, let me look for it, where is it? Ah, here we go. From Cologne, Germany. Uh, this is back in uh, in the uh, 16th century. Okay, in uh, 1589. So I'll just read it to you, all right? A notorious werewolf came from near Cologne, Germany. Peter Stubb was... Uh, was convicted of murdering and eating uh, 13 children, including his own son, gasp, shocking, I know, and two pregnant women. He boasted that the devil had given him a magic belt, which he used to turn himself into the likeness of a devouring wolf. Stubb was broken on the wheel, beheaded, and burnt on the 28th of October 1589. Oh wow, that's that's Halloween season right there. Although I pretty much doubt that Halloween uh, uh, existed at that time. Maybe I think it was under a different name, Sawin. I think. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, regarding werewolves, uh, there are no there there. Are, uh, I I can name two theories where you know, where the werewolf myth comes from. Uh, one is uh, it came from it was it was uh, came from uh, shamanism, European shamanism. Uh, it was taught to believe that shamans can transform themselves into animals, and since it was Europe, uh, Europe had the no had wolves in the wilderness in the 
in their wilderness. So, uh, no, it's so it's, it's very likely uh, the shamans uh, back in ancient times will, you know, change themselves into wolves. And it is very likely that uh, Christianity, uh, when it came, when it dominated Europe, they demonized the pa the uh, the uh, shamanic practices, the you know the pagan religions, and thus uh, and thus uh, the transformed shamans became you know werewolves, lycanthropes. And then there's theory number two, the the, the more scientific theory, uh, rabies. Uh, it it can I uh, know rabies and you know uh, I assume everybody knows the can I know can uh, afflict uh, human beings uh, and uh, people who suffer from rabies uh, were were I uh, know well maybe in the more extreme cases uh, we're taught to I uh, know to to act like uh, act like animals, you know. But in the case of Peter Stubbs, that is, and I don't think that is, you know, that is rabies at all. Um, let's say, you know, let's say the magical, the supernatural element is, you know, is non-existent. Peter Stubbs may, may be, and you know, uh, uh, how do I, you know, how do I say this without offending anyone? Uh, not in his right mind, if you know what I mean. He was, I uh, know, uh, who am I kidding? He was probably insane. But, uh, but, uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, there's, um, in Chaos Magic, there's, uh, no, we believe in, you know, in, uh, what's that? Uh, we, we believe that, uh, no, yeah. Anything is possible. Chaos is like the sum of every possibility, and it's infinite. And uh, who and uh, who knows? It might be supernatural, or maybe not. You guys be the judge. And next, we're gonna talk about vampires, and then I'll have to. Oh gosh, I should get the uh, bookmarks for this book. Yeah. Let's see. Vampires are ah, 248. If you can get, if you guys can uh, get your, and if you're like, uh, you know, uh, a paranormal aficionado just like me, get yourself a copy of Almanac for the Uncanny from the Reader's Digest. Uh, I don't know if Reader's Digest uh, still publish their hardcover books, but uh, you can try asking them. Yeah. Or perhaps you can try looking in, you know, in local, in the local book sales, uh, book sale, secondhand bookstores. <clears throat> oh God, I'm so sorry you had to hear that. Anyway, to ah, here we go, vampires. Let's see, uh, what the. Well, you guys know what vampires are, right? Yeah, they're like uh, people who are dead, but walking around like normal people, you know. I see dead people walking around like normal people, yeah. Anyway, these uh, 
undead creatures are known to you know to feast on the feast on blood of the of the living and uh that's another that's that's you know, that can spell bad news for for the victims i mean usually uh victims of vampires uh they die when uh, when the vampire attacks you know, are are too frequent uh, let me uh, read uh, one but one interesting story here ah yes this one all right in 1732 johannes fluckinger i don't know if that if that's how you pronounce it but eh, whatever an army medical officer went to the village of Medvegia, Medvegia, no, Medvegia, in the former Republic of Yugoslavia to investigate reports of vampire killings. The villagers told him about Arnold Paule, who had fallen off a wagon and broken his neck some five years earlier. Paule had claimed to be troubled by a vampire and had smeared himself with its blood and eaten earth from its grave to get rid of it. When Pauli had been buried, people began complaining of being persecuted by him and four died. See, like I said, it's a vampire attack is always bad news. Forty days after his death, the villagers dug up Paulus' corpse and found fresh blood flowing from the eyes, nose, mouth, and ears. Skin and nails had fallen off, but there was new, grow- new growth. You know, I'm pretty sure there's a scientific ex- explanation for that, but and anyway, I'll continue the story. Flakinger uh, reported that since the villagers saw from this that he was a true vampire, they drove a stake through his heart, according to their custom, whereby he gave an audible groan and bled copiously. Again, I'm pretty sure there's a sign. I know there is a uh, way that it will work. Perhaps there was trapped air inside the corpse. So when they, uh, when they drove a, uh, a stake through its heart, you know, wooden... Uh, spike or something the uh, no the air must have escaped through the uh, throat or diaphragm or whatever that makes the vocal sounds of the corpse and that probably explain that probably you know uh, explains the uh, the groaning the groaning sound okay anyway they burnt the body before exhuming and dealing with the other four corpses who Having been killed by a vampire, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I forgot to do the, do the accent, killed by a vampire, were now themselves vampires. Okay, I'm going to make that thing. Every time you say the word vampire, I do it with, I say it with an accent, all right? Why not? It's, it's funny. Anyway, <clears throat> the villagers assured Flakinger that even people who ate the flesh of cattle attacked by vampires became vampires. When Flakinger opened the graves of 17 people who had died in the previous three months, he found corpses with similar features to Paulus. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay, there's more. Had Fluckinger found vampires? I mean, vampires? Most of the traditional vampiric, vampiric, pala, vampiric marks on the corpses can be plausibly explained as the result of normal post-mortem processes. Such macabre effects are most noticeable when graves are shallow. Not surprisingly, people distend for folkloric vampire status, such as murder and plague victims were often buried hastily. Hello, plague victims. There's a pandemic right now. I sh the last thing we want, okay, is a vampire uh what's that zombie okay what's you know what's that word that comes usually comes after zombie zombie apocalypse zombie infesta infestation <sighs> zombie epidemic Wh whatever we, we don't want to the last thing we want right now is a vampire epidemic oh i mean vampire pandemic Good grief, pagkatapos ng COVID-19, we're going to be dealing with, you know, with blah, blah, blah. You know, vampires. Vampires. There you go. That's my sounds better. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, regarding the origin of vampires, I, I, think it, I think it was already mentioned by my medical experts, Okay. And I uh, wish I have a list of uh, citations, but you could, and you most like you can you most likely find them easily on Google. Uh, uh, vampires are there's this another there's this medical condition where where the uh, where there's a, this person the person uh, will have uh, pale skin and uh, he will have uh, unusual craving for blood. And be sensitive to another sunlight. I forgot what it's called, but you can you can easily Google it. Something something vampire disease or vampire syndrome. Can't remember. <clears throat> or perhaps vampires are simply you know extremely introverted people. Eh, you never know. Remember chaos. Uh, the, uh, the the infinite totality. Of possibilities maybe maybe vampires aren't real in this reality maybe vamp maybe supernatural beings like vampires and werewolves don't exist in this world but perhaps in another world they are real yeah you know uh, multiverse it's a uh, no crazy stuff crazy wild stuff woo and now I bet you're wondering oh oh yeah uh, yeah, I bet you're wondering, <clears throat> how do I protect myself from the creatures that bump in the night? Well, let's uh, check out the book. Which where is that book? Where is that book? Ah, I think I found the book. Uh, time to consult the magic of folk wisdom by uh, Patricia Telesco. Okay, but you know, uh, I'm gonna ju I'm just gonna tell you what you know, what are the most popular uh, ways to ward away e uh, evil evil spirits and supernatural beings. Uh, prayers, it's always prayers. So yeah, there is some truth to those horror movies where 
where one of the characters is a priest and the priest will successfully you know pray away the evil spirit or whatever all right let's see uh -huh. let's see one thing uh, one thing i there's this thing called the uh uh, the Benedict Medallion. Uh, Catholics probably know this, or maybe not all Catholics, but uh, it, it's a no. It's an actual thing in Catholicism. Uh, the Benedict, the ben, sorry, the Saint Benedict's Medallion is a Catholic medallion with the image of Saint Benedict, and it is a no. It is uh, known for warding away evil spirits. Uh, it's here in the Philippines, it's easy to find, okay? Especially, I mean, you can easily find it in Catholic stores, and uh, even in uh, even in in uh, in Filipino talisman, uh, you know, the anting anting tradition, the Saint Benedict Medallions count, ano eh, are seen as ano as talismans. And then there are special prayers to use with the Benedict Medallion. Uh, again, Google is your friend, all right? But uh, if you want to buy your own Benedict Medallion, you know, just go to Shopee or maybe Lazada or just go to your local Catholic store, you know, ask for the stuff. And if you can uh, get it blessed by a priest, Catholic, of course, <clears throat> And uh, I would like to tell you a story, pala. Uh, there's this uh, well-known Catholic university, wink, wink. Uh, okay, uh, it is said that it was a uh, no. It was rumored that their hospitals uh, have uh, Benedict medallions displayed inside of them, and uh, one uh, one of the rumors was. Uh, no, the the sightings of ghosts inside those uh, elevators were no, were were common, very uh, common enough for the priests in charge of the university to notice uh, to notice. So they decided to uh, to you know display the uh, Saint Benedict's medallions in uh, inside the elevators, and uh, I I thought they were they were just hearsay until I my. Until I myself and I saw them, saw them. Yeah, and it's true. It's definitely true. I don't know about the ghost stories, but the the thing with the Saint Benedict medallions in their elevators, totally true. Yeah. Um, and uh, it is said that this university, which uh, uh, which uh, its name, uh, I rather not mention because I don't want to. Uh, get into legal trouble uh, it was it's known as, as a hotbed of supernatural activity uh, it was it was know it was a killing ground for for the Japanese during um, during uh, World War two uh, lots of people got killed yeah and then there's even under there's even talk of a headless priest somewhere there i think in the main in the old main building 
And then there's ano. And it's also said, uh, according to this one friend of mine who used to visit USD, there is this uh, mysterious uh, room that appears and disappears within ano, uh, within the the old main building. And uh, it, ano, it, it was, ano, it's usually located near the stairs, the main stairs. And then, I know, sometimes it's, it's there, sometimes it's not anymore. Creepy, I know, right? And there's you know, just also that uh, creepy time uh, when, when, I was when I was hospitalized in, uh, this, in the university hospital. Uh, so I was hospitalized. I was uh, I was uh, in bed, and I know I, I know uh, I had very strong feelings that I know I, uh, I wasn't alone. All right, and then there was one, and then there was one time I was I was falling asleep, and then I could have, and then when I suddenly woke up, I I could have sworn I saw someone standing standing by my bed with a sword. You know, just. Sl just and hacked through me and then just disappeared. It was spooky AF. So anyway, uh, back to ways to ward away spirits and ah, here we go. Two hundred nine. Ah, I think this will work. Uh, there's the. Um, there's the uh, Sator Square. Uh, just a note. It's a it's a, a pop. It's a, a popular charm. Uh, just a note. Just just Google it on no no. Just uh, Google Google it on the internet. Basically, it's a square with the words Sator Arepo Tenet Operarotas, and it's arranged in a square. And uh, no matter no matter which you know, we, no matter how you read it, you would see those words. You would still read those words. It was even theorized that uh, this uh, um, this uh, this charm uh, started out as an uh, no, as a meme back in ancient times, uh, ancient I think ancient Greece. And then somehow it gained uh, it gained magical uh, no, magical status. Uh, hold on, uh, shucks. I lost the page. Two hundred nine. Yeah. Let's see. Hmm. Let's see. One way to ward away. Uh, while I'm still finding. Uh, Ah, here we go. One way to ward away uh, evil spirits is to. Uh, are you from? Are you guys familiar with the you know, bay leaves, right? You know the, the bay leaves, the stuff they put in, you know, in pork and chicken pork adobo. The leaf you often see in in some in some dishes. Well, uh, the the leaf, also known as the bay laurel leaf. Uh, and uh, can be used as an uh, as a anti evil spirit 
or banishing uh, herb uh, herb incense yeah you know just you just take you know you just take uh, a base and sorry not basil a bay leaf or two or even more if you want and just burn them like uh, incense maybe get some burning coals and then just and then just put the leaves on uh, on the on the hot coals and then let the smoke you know uh, uh, ward away this the evil spirits whatever it can also work it can also work against fairies just in case you're wondering let's see what else uh, I'm pretty I'm sure there are other other religious items we can which you can use to ward away evil spirits i have particularly have one in my wallet it's called the holy name of jesus ah sorry it's called the blessing of saint francis of assisi i'm looking at it right now it's uh you can find this in you know in catholic stores i don't know well at least here in the philippines you can find it but i don't know with with other stores uh, you know in other countries so anyway uh, the blessing of st. Francis I'll just read the description on the back all right st. Francis of Assisi used to bestow this blessing on everybody particularly on his companion brother Leo when assailed with temptation the blessing of st. Francis of Assisi the Lord bless thee I'm gonna read the this uh, I think this is a uh, prayer or something, and uh, attributed to uh, St. Francis of Assisi, of course. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord show his face to thee and have mercy on thee. The Lord turn his countenance to thee and give thee peace. The Lord bless thee. Amen. And then here comes the rest of the description. The faithful are advised to wear this holy blessing of St. Francis because experience teaches that it is a most efficacious remedy against the devil's temptations, lightning, contagious diseases, heart ailments, dangers at sea, snares of the enemies, storms, fire, throes of childbirth, fever, sudden death, and countless other evils. It also it has also special power to keep in the grace of God those who wear it. So yeah, I just keep this uh, I keep this uh, uh, blessing in my wallet as extra protection. I even keep a bay, a bay leaf in my wallet. Uh, for both for attracting attracting money and for protection against evil, yeah. Let's see uh, what else. Hmm. Oh yeah, sprinkle up the the sprinkling of salt. Yeah, uh, it's it's good against. Uh, evil spirits uh, including 
including fairies and elementals. Yeah, he can work with salt. And if you're a magician, uh, you know, learn the lesser banishing rituals of the of the pentagram. I mean, the, but there are other banishing rituals. In fact, you can make your own banishing ritual. Yeah. Uh, perhaps, uh, uh, perhaps uh, the next time I get uh, I get uh, multiple egos to you know to guest on the show again, we will we'll bring we'll bring that up. All right. Let's see what else. Oh yeah, of course stones. Uh, uh, here we go. Carrying or wearing jet and sapphire is an alternative means of warding against spells and incantations. And that's for magic. Uh, let's see. Um, I know there are certain gemstones and crystals that can uh, that work against uh, evil spirits. I I think smoky quartz is one. Yeah. Sorry, I heard. I think I thought I heard something. I hope it isn't what I think it is. <laughs> mm. Oh, there's a section on salt here. In Thailand, women used to wash daily with salt to protect themselves from harm, spe specifically malevolent magic. In Morocco, people carry salt after dark to keep ghosts at bay. So yeah, you can go with them, no? Uh, with, uh, you know, just carry salt with you. Ah, in the UN, in the United States, salt kept near the hearth protects the home from the spirits. The hearth is uh, usually the fireplace, but uh, you could probably just, you know, uh, put uh, put uh, display salt uh, near the stove or oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, salt and uh, bay leaves, those are two common uh, items which I know can ward away evil spirits. And uh, I hope you guys don't mind the uh, more religious stuff. Uh, aside, aside from chaos magic, I also practice uh, Christian folk magic. And... Uh, and this is uh, no, this is partly uh, uh, this is because uh, no, uh, I w I got exposed to hoodoo and uh, and uh, you know the, the uh, grimoire stuff, grimoire stuff, yeah. There's this psalm that is for uh, use against spirits and evil spirits. If you want, no, actually I'm gonna do it anyway. Uh, I will recite. Uh, I'll recite uh, Psalm 32. Or 30, wait, hold on. Let me decide. Uh, let's see. 32 or 138. Alright. Which show
Ah, okay. I will I will recite what um, as an on the closing remark. I will I will recite uh, Psalm one thirty eight. Uh, this is said to be efficacious uh, against evil spirits. And here I go. <clears throat> I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yeah, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet has he respect unto the lowly. <clears throat> unto the lowly. But the proud he knows afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me, thou shalt Stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endures, <clears throat> sorry, endures forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. So, yeah, uh, Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Pinoy Chaos. Oh, and don't forget, uh, check out operation of the check out the operation of opening. Uh, just you know, just Google it, or just Google it, or use the hashtag opening uh, operation of opening. And uh, you can also go to uh, to Blackstag Alchemy, all right, for more details. Alright, thank you, good night, happy Halloween.